Welcome back to Black Tea, the podcast, your favorite black affirming, queer affirming podcast with your host, Justice On Demand. And for all of you girls out there wondering, hmm, Justice, I'd love to go there. How do you spell soiree? (laughs) (laughs) The King D. Carter. Okay, well, bitch, elaborate on your (laughs) (laughs) plan. For information, culture, and black business highlights, it's Black Tea, the podcast. So uh, the purpose behind us doing the the interviews um, is to kind of share our platform and to help expand um, the reach for whatever anybody who's doing anything positive, black and queer is doing. And then in turn, do the same thing for us by sharing in that person's audience. So Mm -hmm. the purpose here is just to have a good time um, to share you with our audience so that they can get to know you a little bit. And to brag a little bit about what it is that you do for your community in specific, especially since we're all from St. Louis. Okay, dope. Cool. Mm-hmm. Hello, hello. Hello. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Perfect. I can. Dog, check in. Dog, check in. Girl. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, <hold> course. <laughs> <laughs> What's the tea? Uh, hey, it's black. <laughs> uh, okay, I love black tea. Um, oh, cute. Uh, so first off, uh, obviously, I want to welcome you on, uh, and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to DNI. No, thank you guys for asking me. So dope. Of course, of course, you are. Uh, you know, St. Louis legend. So we was just waiting oh. to get around to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So uh, the purpose behind us doing the the interviews um, is to kind of share our platform and to help expand um, the reach for whatever anybody who's doing anything positive black and queer is doing. And then in turn, do the same thing for us by sharing in that person's audience. So Mm -hmm. the purpose here is just to have a good time um, to share you with our audience so that they can get to know you a little bit. And to brag a little bit about what it is that you do for your community in specific, especially since we're all from St. Louis. Okay, dope. Cool. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Black Tea, the podcast, your favorite black affirming, queer affirming podcast with your host, Justice D. And we are hanging out with Red this evening. Hey, Red. How y'all doing? Thanks for having me. No, I appreciate you for coming on. Um, so... Uh, Ray Williams is from St. Louis. He uh, is a dance extraordinaire, business business owner, um, and I'm going to give him a little bit of time to talk a little bit more about himself. But first, Ray is going to join us for the check-in question. Y'all ready? Yes. Yes. All right. So the check-in question for this week is, how does um, your experience in queerness make your life richer? Um, and are there instances where your sexual identity uh, negatively impacts your experiences professionally? So... Does being your true, authentic self uh, help you in a professional world or, or not? Or does it hurt you? Hmm. Who wants to go first? Just Ladies you. first. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a round table now. I mean, I'm like, okay, well, you can actually be me. Well, okay, yes, guess first. <laughs> um, I would say yes. It, it definitely uh, has positivity 
um, helped my career again because that gave me we know um, me gave me a very creative um, most of us um, visionaries and um, you know we have an eye for a lot of things that you know people normal people just don't see you know what I mean and that mm-hmm. has definitely been a plus in my career um, being fearless about my vision and what I see you know but the the, the negative aspect of it is um um people assuming because you're gay you like them right you know what I mean um it's very hard um in a lot of settings to just naturally be yourself I'm naturally uh, naturally a social charismatic cool person like I'm, I'm 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 just naturally like um I'm just naturally like a outgoing person, you know, as it pertains to my personality when I meet people, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not, a, it's not obnoxious, but, you know, I enjoy people, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I've ran into instances with, um, you know, guys and girls, not even just guys, but guys and girls, you know, that would assume you are sexually attracted to, to them um, or their boyfriends for girls instances because you're super cool you know what I mean and comfortable right. in your skin and in settings that, that make other people uncomfortable you know and that's the one thing that you know I dislike like I would give a five like sometimes I just like to give a five a high five or something and I've had guys make, ask me to switch hands you know what I mean <laughs> and, yeah. yes I've had guys ask me to switch hands Men don't give handshakes with that hand. I've had that said to me multiple times. What? And um, yes, I've had that said to me. And you know, I'm just I'm, maybe we I'm, don't know I'm, know the hand because we gay. I mean, I literally, I am just a carefree person. Like that doesn't mean anything to me. Like I'm not yeah. walking around here like, oh, I don't, I don't want to demasculate him. So let me, you know what I mean? I'm just in the moment having a good time, and you know. We go to slap fives, and I'm just slapping a five with whatever hand, you know. But no, nah, give me the other hand, and I'm just like, actually, no, you don't get neither hand. Right. <laughs> actually, it ain't that serious. You know what I mean? It's not ass. that serious to me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's really not. It's a hand five, you know. But actually, I'm good. We don't need to slap hands at all. It's COVID anyway. We good. Don't touch. We don't got to touch hands. We can pay it. You know what I mean? Period. But if, if I, I really feel like that was honestly a moment where I was being put in my place as mm-hmm. a gay man, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, or trying, or, or was trying to be put in my place, you know? I see, I see straight, you know, and they never think anything of it because everybody's straight, you know what I mean? But, right. in the same, in the same, in the same energy, you know, would, you know, treat me like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, create some type of vibe by just giving a hand right. slap. You know what I right. mean? And that's over sexualizing really normal shit. Yes, yes. Over sexualizing normal things. And that's something that America does, period. But oh, yeah. you know, especially as a gay man, you know, people automatically just assume. You know what I mean? Like, dude, like I'm not attracted to you. Like I'm not here because I like you. I'm not talking to you because I like you. Like it ain't given that. You know, so that's one of the downfalls, you know, to being a gay man in the industry and in, in, in life period. Like a lot of, you know, heterosexual men for whatever reason, you know, whatever insecurities they got going on, you know, they can't reflect that onto yeah. us. 
Well, thank you for that perspective. Yeah, I, I'm sure we have some similar experiences, but D, your turn. Go ahead and. Uh, um, and, uh, I literally can like question. take everything off of Red's back and like put it on mine because I have been in similar situations. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, like being gay. Um, you know, we're just for the most part naturally creative people. Um, and also in my field, as a gay man who does makeup a lot of women just automatically gravitate towards me or, you know, automatically trust me because they know that, oh, well, you know, he's gay, so he's not in conversation with me, so I know my makeup going to be fire. But in the same sense, you have a lot of females who are, you know, secretly homophobic. So it's like, well, I ain't letting no, you know, gay dude do my makeup and da-da-da. Or it's like, even I had a situation as long ago when I was doing a wedding and the bride did not want her husband in this, you know, um, not her husband, but her... um I guess the groomsmen or whatever in the same room with me. Um, so I had to like be like back off in the cut cut. And I was just like, girl, like it's not that serious. I don't give a fuck about, you know, your, your, your bridal party. Like if you're not right. getting your face painted, child, I don't, I don't give a fuck about you. Um, harshly, but yeah, it's just, <laughs> I mean, I really okay. don't. So she's, you're so nice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> such a sweetheart. Um, but yeah, like it's just you know you have those pros and cons, but honestly, like I just stopped giving a fuck. Like either you helping me make money or you not. Like your mm-hmm. insecurities or your views or you know your feelings about my sexuality doesn't. I, bitch, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just that. <laughs> we make money yes. or we not. I feel like okay. sometimes it takes a while to get there, though. Yeah, no, so, it, it definitely took a it took a while, but I don't know. I've always been like that, like like Red said, like I'm a cool person. I'm not like the friendliest or the most approachable. But if we're conversing, or if, if I take the time out of my you know my 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 walking through the club or something to greet you, and you yeah. up to my wrong hand or da da da, like bitch, yeah, we not agreeing at all. We not speaking at all. Because yeah, we know I, when yeah. you walk through the club, you you pooch on through. So if you gonna interrupt that for some reason, oh no, you think I problem. poop? You ain't seen Red walk through the club. <laughs> Do you ain't I seen think, Red walk through the club. I think I have. I think Red I have one it. memory. I think I have one memory of Red in the club, and I was very very young, yeah. six, sixteen. And oh, we were, wow. and no, I used to go good. to the complex. I used to go to the complex. Yes, the complex. Mm-hmm. yes. and so I remember seeing them there. Everybody there back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that was back, back in the 1960s. Okay, I was fresh. I was, <laughs> fresh. I, was, I was, I was, still trying to, uh, still trying to play it off. <laughs> well, ba- well, baby, if you was fresh, I was fresher because I was still in high school and had no business being there. Listen, no business being up in there. I was still walking around trying to play it off. Like, mm, do I really want to do this? <laughs> And look at you, and look at you now. That's <laughs> what I tell you. I am unapologetic about it. Period. I love that. No, um. So my experience. I'll go ahead and answer the question. My experience, um, has been interesting and, and different depending on where I've lived. So, um, outside of this, I teach, um, and so in being in education, when you are dealing with a lot of um, families sometimes people obviously perpetrate um, ideologies or people like assume things about you especially when you're working with children because we all know the trope about queer men and children right yeah and so for a long time I was always very afraid to connect with my students or to to answer questions because kids ain't dumb 
And we all know Mr. Justice get his nails done, right? So, like, kids kids ask questions and for the longest until I came to this new school. Um, and maybe it even took me maybe a good six minutes, six months to settle into it. But I just used to not connect with my kids. And what I found was is that not I, just like if I was a straight man, I wouldn't overshare with children. But when you truly answer questions honestly and you let kids in, um, especially high school kids like I have, um, it opens up the floodgates for trust and it enables me to teach them a little bit better. And I can I can honestly say now and I never ex- never expected that moving to fucking Texas, I would have this experience. Parents encourage me. Parents thank me for being myself in the classroom because you have no many no idea how many of these kids struggle with their damn sexuality at home and 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 become candidates for you know potential suicide and things like that so having us be ourselves in all of our 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 places whether it be in our workplace or um just walking down the street like you truly authentically being yourself really does help somebody else even if it's another grown person so i thank you red and you d and my and myself um, for yeah, not be, <laughs> period. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just for not being afraid to be ourselves because it can, it can be difficult. And I remember a time yeah. in my life, especially being very young, where it was very difficult to be myself. Yeah. So, same, same. <sighs> so there we go with that. Pets on the back. Same. Yeah, wasn't that wasn't that a positive check in? There it was, was no shade. That was, that really was no shade. So, I'm that really, really pointing good. at you, D. I wish you could see me. What? <laughs> what do you I mean? I said there was me? no shade, and then I put. Girl. Yeah. Listen, I'm I'm that usually not good. shady. <laughs> don't well, don't, don't push that narrative, Red. <laughs> uh, okay, you you're right. Let me. You not for the We for act like I I don't know you. Huh? Huh? No. Come on, bring it out, because I swear every episode Chow. he tries to make me seem like I'm the mean girl. Chill. I'm not I the mean get, girl. I ain't got, got on D so many times. I bet. I bet. I bet I can point out some of the times. <laughs> I literally pulled D to the side. Literally a few times. I like, bet. <laughs> like you need to get it together because Ooh. you got. You now got he reading you on your podcast, girl. What you finna do? Because no, she was. She was. She was a, she's a great. Go- she's a. She's a great girl, and I saw it. I saw it years before she even blew up, and I was like, you Period. listen. Like, and I remember one time I pointed her to the side, and I'm like, you, you can't be out here with this, doing this. Like, you got too much to lose. Like, you actually, you're somebody. Like, and mm-hmm. do. Like, and it's tough. doing that. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It did, so. Thank you. I'm proud no, of you. I can't even, like, well, you know I'm a bitch. I'm going to tell the truth, but it's like, I... <laughs> I can't even deny because it, it has been uh, a handful of times mm-hmm. um, that he has personally pulled me to the side. And honestly, I'll take the, this moment to just um, thank you just because, like, you didn't have to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that wasn't, you know, you weren't obligated to do that or you didn't have right. to do that. So definitely appreciate that. It definitely helped, you All know, love. who I am now. Yes. All love, D. I saw it a long time ago. I'm like, See guys, no matter what anyone says, Black Tea the Podcast is a happy place. (laughs) (laughs) We're encouraging one another. Encouraging, inspiring. Okay. We're thanking one another. (laughs) They're like, this is the nicest bitch Dina been. Right, bitch. (laughs) Red, Red, what's your sign before we get into this interview? 
food, child. Don't and don't start making sounds either. A Scorpio. Yes, ma'am. Oh, not again. Yes. Damn. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Damn. <laughs> you know what? Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> I don't know why I thought you was like a tourist or something. You're just so like laid no. back. No. Yeah, back. he is laid back like a Scorpio. Uh-uh. I knew that I knew there was like an extra essence that I was feeling. Well, welcome. Oh, look, this interview is going to be much better. So I'm a Scorpio as well. And D is uh, a, Vir- a Vir- Virgo. My bad. Um, oh, he's a Virgo. And so recently we've, uh, I haven't announced it yet. I'll announce it at midnight tonight. So now y'all know we record a week ahead. <laughs> um, but we just added a, um, an installment person. Who, what do you, what do you call, the, what do you call him? Um, a rotating guest host. Rotating she's guest not, host. Yes, because he's not on every episode, but he's going to be on periodically. Yeah, and so okay. we just added him and we, we've actually interviewed him twice already and spent a lot of time with him on the show. Um, and he's a Virgo. And I always have a headache at the end. And so I just appreciate someone else (laughs) with the appropriate energy entering the room. The dramatic. Because they attack me. (laughs) It's sad. Attack. That word takes me out. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Do I use that a lot? (laughs) And then want to play victim. Okay. That's not even my that's not even my MO. Okay, sure. But with that being said, Red, uh, are you ready to get into the interview? Mm-hmm. Thanks, Chad. All right, let's learn a little bit more about the the Kang, the legend. All right, the Kang. You so the Kang. Ca- the Kang. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Like that was so. I don't know. Been in the south too long. Something, child. This microphone okay. be making me just make weird noises. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'll be looking, listening to some episodes like, bitch, you're strange. <laughs> weird creature, weird creature. Anyway, sorry. All right, y'all, welcome back to another edition of The Table Talk. And today, to join the tea table, we have Red Williams from St. Louis. What's up, Red? How you doing? How y'all doing? I'm good, I'm good. I was about to say, you gonna act like D not here and she been here for the mm-hmm. check-in. No, she, she definitely here. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's, let's not do this. Okay, I'm gonna turn it down for you just a bit. So, um, I'm I'm thankful again for you to come on and, and spend some time with us. I know that you've been busy today, um, and you were in rehearsals, and it's been a long day. So, I thank you again for coming on. No but um, I want to spend a little bit more time, kind of learning a little bit about the man behind uh, the social media personality. And so, tell us a little bit about you by asking a couple of questions for us. Um, okay. So. What makes you so hardworking? Accomplished a lot. Um, what makes me hardworking? I think is um the fact that I really I I am really great at figuring things out. So mm-hmm. normal things that people will probably give up on, I'm gonna figure it out. Like I'm, I'm going, I'm going to exhaust every solution and every resource to figure it out. And if that means working 25 hours a day, that's what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? To make sure that I, most of all, do everything I want to do, but accomplish mm-hmm. everything I want to accomplish. That's very important to me. I love that. Um, yeah, so too. I, I think it's super important to have like a spirit of resilience, especially when you're in 
um, the industry that you're in and, and being around all the different people that you be around, I'm sure that you have to continue to work very hard and, and push and push and push until yeah. you get the best results. So yeah. that's what's up. Um, <clears throat> so speaking of, um, cause I don't want to give too much to the girls. I want you to brag on yourself a little bit. Give us a little bit of your resume. Tell, tell us what Red Williams has done and what he's all about. Um, so I've been professionally dancing and choreographing since I was like, what, 17? Mm -hmm. Um, and so over the course of that, I've worked with, um, I've worked with, I think Nelly was my very first professional, like, job to that level. Then there was Puff Daddy, um, and then... I started doing, uh, I've actually danced with Angela Winbush. So for the mm -hmm. old heads out there, they're going to know who Angela Winbush is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've danced with uh, Mariah Carey, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Tamar Braxton, um, P. Diddy, um, choreographed Starbucks commercial. I've choreographed for um, Bia. Um, I've choreographed for... Uh, Isaiah Rashad, Dochi, um, I've choreographed for Brooke Valentine, Flo Rider, um, Dance with J-Lo. I've, I've been blessed. I've done a bunch of stuff. I've been very blessed. But nothing is, um, nothing is more of a blessing than, honestly, being able to help mentor and, and, and train and curate the next generation of artists in my city like that's my mm -hmm. biggest biggest accomplishment like all of that stuff is all great but realistically my biggest accomplishment is being able to you know really 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 foster the next generation of of of, of commercial artists you know right out of st louis missouri you know what i that's mean like up. like that's been my biggest biggest accomplishment that's so dope so, so you, I feel like the biggest or what I know you most for is, is um, kind of just touching the lives of young people through dance in St. Louis. And so I know um, that you've had a couple of different experiences uh, with uh, having dance companies. And so could you tell us a little bit about what um, you've done in St. Louis in that capacity? Do a little bit of a uh, uh, shout out for us so we know what we so I've uh, I moved back to St. Louis in 2007 from LA. Mm -hmm. um, I at that time started working at Coca, which is where I'm still at at this point. Um, where I started the actual hip hop program at Coca. So the hip hop program that exists at Coca right now, I started mm -hmm. that in 2007. I started the very first hip hop crew at Coca in 2011, which is what I was in rehearsal for tonight. Um, I started my own company officially, Code Red. Um, lawfully like you know what i mean like filing mm -hmm. all my lc and doing all stuff in 2017 but i've been working under that umbrella since 2012 um opened up my own cold red dance studio april of 2021 um and um yeah like so i've been here training dancers you know since i came back from l in 2007 but you know even before i left to move and, and move to la um you know i've trained and, and, and um, mentored a bunch of dancers, you know, but it's different now because I don't know, it's just, I mean, I'm different now. I actually yeah. know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's one thing yeah. to have a gift and you're expressing it, but you really don't, you don't know, you don't, you can't, 
really tell nobody what you're doing. You just know you're doing something. You know, I know what I'm doing now. Like I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like I, I can, I can. One thing I tell people, you know, I can, I, I can teach anybody how to dance. That, that's the, that's the easiest thing for me to do at this moment. Teach anybody how to dance and make money. Those are the two easiest things for me to do. You know Shut what up. I mean? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I, no, I don't believe that one, Red. Cause I look, don't get me listen, out there. <laughs> listen, listen. I, I've, I've done it too many times. You know, but I can't, I, I can't make you want it though. You know what yep. I mean? Like that, has yep. to, that, that work kind of has to, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. I know for a fact I can. I'll put every dime I got that I can teach you how to dance. But mm. you know, if your want to be great and your want to actually know what it is that it is, I'm trying to teach you. It's not as great as me wanting to teach you. It doesn't work out. You know what I mean? So, but first of all, y'all, just so y'all know. um he is amazing. So if you all are in St. Louis and you do have young children who want to dance or who uh, are interested in dance, please find this gentleman. Um, and I have uh, an example. Uh, one of my really good, well, we're not super great friends, uh, but one of my friends from St. Louis, um, you've been working with his little sister for the longest. And really? um, yeah. And so I'll tell you, I don't want to shout out no child's name the internet so I'll, I'll text you later but um one of my good friends you've been working with his little sister and so sometimes he would show her on instagram or something like that and I, i've just always admired the work that you've done with um the young kids in st louis and so i Thank wanted you. to know just as a as a person who um also educates uh in a different fashion of course but i educate as well like what's your favorite part about working with kids is it like that aha moment or is it when they they reach a goal or like i i really love the love watching my kids go through productive struggle and just figuring shit out by themselves so like just leaving their ass sitting for like 10 minutes on a <laughs> math problem they like pulling their damn brains out but at the end you know they they figured it out and they got it so that's my favorite part so i want to know like what do you love about teaching kids yeah, my favorite part is 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 when it when it finally clicks. Mm -hmm. Like when it finally clicks. Like when it find when I when I when when I can see that it's starting to click in their mind. You know what I mean? Everything that mm -hmm. I've been saying and I've been teaching is now starting to click because you know now their abilities are, you know, completely night and day. But most of all, their confidence behind mm -hmm. you know. Um, actually being able to be productive in the room on their own and not feeling like, you know, everything relies on the teacher or another dancer. So when they have that moment to where they actually step into themselves in mm -hmm. the room, you know, it's always like that. And, and that goes for adults too, because, you know, my company is adults and kids, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, but to see somebody, you know, that comes in, you know, fresh and struggling and, 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 they have that aha moment to where it's like it all starts to click and a lot of times they don't know it i know it i can see it they won't know it you know what i mean but right you know to see that moment finally happens is always like literally the best the best moment about it all man i, lo I love that you are so um passionate about inspiring other people right like that i feel like that's yeah. not something that's honestly truly common um, and so again, like I just I applaud you for being such a a rounded and and caring and loving individual. And um, yeah. I'm sure that the creator is gonna bless you for all of that. All right. 
Thank you. <laughs> so ghetto. All of it. You said I'm so ghetto. I'm his favorite. Period. Okay. Favorite. Listen, I be telling people, y'all better understand. Don't claim it. You better claim it. I do have so, a question. Go ahead, babe. Red, when it comes, I mean, because a lot of people, they'll leave St. Louis and never look back, especially going to a city like L.A. Like, what what made you come back and what keeps you what keeps you here? Purpose. Mm. Okay. Like, my purpose, you know what I mean? Like, I never enjoyed touring and doing all that stuff. Like, even now, I do industry work. Like, I just got a call today to do um, Billboard Awards. Um, Congrats. Like, I get, I, you know what I mean? I, I get called to do that type of stuff you know what i mean and if it works out in the lines with with my schedule it's a yes you know but if it doesn't work out in the line with my schedule you know it's a no like my purpose was in this city because of exactly what you just said these so many people you know they they run off and they become successful as they should because nobody owes nobody nothing you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but you know it's always those same people that want to be st louis this st louis that st louis st louis st louis you know what i mean and you know for me Having the city on your back means going through the trenches and actually doing things to build your city up. You know what I mean? Not going to become a success story from your city and being able to say I'm from the city. So that gives the city clout. But actually, you know, and and, and big ups to people that do that, too. I mean, we can use it all. But, you know, for me, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm all about getting my hands dirty. I've always been, you know, I'm from the projects. I've always been hands on about getting my hands dirty. Like I've never cared about, you know. I've never cared about clout. I've never cared about being able to say I left St. Louis because that doesn't mean anything. Because, you know, if you leave St. Louis and you go to the next city doing the same shit you was doing in St. Louis, you might as well stay here. You might okay. as well stay. You know what I mean? What's the whole point? Like, if you if you go, if you go move all the way 3,000 miles across the world to try to make it, you know what I mean? But yet, nothing is, nothing is aligning differently than where you were. That's because there was some work that you were supposed to finish where you was in the first place. Yeah. And Come you on, carry that baggage. You carry Come that on, pass the red. You, like, you know what I mean? So people, 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 you know, they claim themselves to this fame of leaving St. Louis off of simply that, leaving St. Louis. You know what I mean? And that's, and not, that's, not, a, that's not an accomplishment. You know what I mean? We yeah. can all pack up and just go somewhere, but what are you doing with your time in this other place? But mm-hmm. most of all, you know, what will you be able to say what will be what will be your testimony from this new place that completely differentiates from everything that you had in St. Louis? Because a lot of people leave St. Louis and, and you know with the with the with the thoughts of being opportunity being greater somewhere else and not realizing that that detrimental mentality that they had in St. Louis is exactly why they didn't have opportunity in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you've 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 completely you've completely canceled St. Louis out. And I mm-hmm. tell people all the time, like, y'all, like, why are you in St. Louis? Because this is where I need to be. Like, Correct. it's so much opportunity. I am op- I am the opportunity, y'all. That's the whole thing. That's what y'all not understanding. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not chasing opportunity at this point. I'm doing exactly what I need to be doing. So opportunity finds me. It finds me at this Ooh. point. I am living in my purpose, and I'm doing exactly what God has aligned me to do. I'm being obedient, and that's why I am blessed. All that clout chasing shit, you know, you know, it means for the, you know, it's for the birds and y'all can have it, have a great time with it. You know what I mean? But, you know, whether you in L.A., New York, Atlanta, you know, if you if you if you you lazy in St. Louis, you're going to be lazy out there. If shit ain't falling in your lap in St. Louis, you ain't going to fall in your lap in the next place. And if that's what you're looking for, stay in St. Louis. Hmm. 
I'm gonna do it in my city. Like, if I'm gonna, if I'm going to uplift and do, you know what I mean? Because if I left St. Louis, I would be doing the same shit I'm doing somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The moment I was about to move back to LA, you know, I got, I got all these studios like hitting me up, asking me if I would be interested in coming in, being a director of their companies. Absolutely not. That's not what I'm moving for, but that's what I was gonna fall into doing because that's my purpose. And if I'm gonna do that, I'm doing that in St. Louis. Right. Exactly. Like I'm not sense. doing that nowhere else. I'm doing that in St. Louis. Like that's where I'm doing that at. Well, I want to say that this is the first episode where I think I almost caught the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a word though for real. No, it really is, and I I I appreciate some of that energy. I feel like um on this show. Um, D and I spend so much time trying to encourage other people. It is very nice to feel to have somebody, yeah, somebody who yes. just come on and just say some, you know, mm-hmm. especially you know, bitch, I done had a long day, so <laughs> like <laughs> this is therapy. So thank you, I'm gonna send you, yeah, mm, thank y'all. <laughs> no, thank we y'all. we really do really do appreciate it, and I and I'm so thankful that you stopped by. Um. So a couple things before we close out, because I don't want to take too much of your evening. Um, we always ask everybody that we have on an interview, um, what would you tell a younger person, <clears throat> a younger black queer man um, who is trying to make his way? Um, and what would you tell him if he was a dancer trying to make his mark in the world? I butchered that question. I asked that weirdest shit, but I hope you know what I mean. I get, I get, I get where you're going. Um, I, I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> Sorry. I would tell him, I would tell, I would definitely tell him to be patient with himself. Be patient. Be patient with himself. And, um, you know, just understand that eventually everybody, everybody makes it. If you keep going and you keep being due diligent and you just keep working hard, everybody will get their moment. Like, you know, realistically, like, every, it may not come when you want it to, but it's going to come when it's supposed to, you know what I mean? And I would just tell them to be patient. Be patient with himself, be patient with time, but, 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 but make sure that he's consistently working and grinding and, you know, just working to be the best version of himself possibly. Like, realistically, don't get mixed up in no whole bunch of bull. Don't get mixed up in no whole bunch of drama, you know. But, you know, just stay true to himself and be patient and, you know, honestly be okay with doing the work. Come on, do the work. Be okay with doing the work. You know what I mean? You ain't got to sleep with nobody. If you ain't got to sleep with nobody, you ain't got to go and, you know, you ain't got to try to get, you know, be friends with all the it people to get in. Like, do the work. Mm. Do the work. Establish your own spot in the room and then create your own table mm. like you know what I mean and be okay with that shit because people just want it so fast so you know they do everything backwards because mm-hmm. it equivalates to you know an overnight success and it you know it works but the reality of the situation there's is no longevity. You don't, there's no longevity you don't even understand how to stay in that position mm-hmm. so every time you're looking for a new position you're looking for somebody you know, to step on. You're looking for somebody to screw. You're looking for somebody to hang out with. You're looking for all these things that have got you to where you are the fast way. You don't even know how to build. You know what I mean? And nothing nothing will last without a foundation. All these beautiful buildings and all this stuff we see, 
all started from an ugly foundation that you will walk right past and see no beauty in. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got to be okay with doing the work. You know? Be patient because everybody gets their time. I promise you. Everybody gets their time. Look at Jasmine Sullivan. But y'all look at Sizzle. These people been around for eons and finally got their time. That's true. Look at me. I've been around for forever. <laughs> I've been dancing for forever. And I can honestly say I am now, because it took me a long time to, you know, to try to honestly see what other people saw, you know. And I can honestly genuinely say, you know, yes, I do see what other people see. I do think that I am successful, but I do not think and I am not where my level of success, you know what I mean, would be for myself. You know what I mean? Like, Yes, I, I, I do, I do, I do, you know, claim when other people say you're successful. You're not. I do claim that now. I used to be this, oh, you got to be too humble and too humble left you overlooked and looking stupid. You know, mm-hmm. so I do claim it. You know what I mean? I claim it. But, you know, somebody else's level of su- success, you know, and, 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 you know, may not be mine. And so that's what I say to people, you know, when I'm a give, I am blessed. I ain't nowhere near but where I, I want to be. You know what I mean? But I would, that's what I would tell him, like 100, because that's the one thing that I see is the most common, not in just the gay queer community, but period, in the industry, period. You know what I mean? Like, everybody just wants it right now. Got to do the work. Ooh, I got to do the work. If you want to stay in the room, you know what I mean? Like, if you want to stay in the room, you got to do the work. And yes, you know, it is work, but in the end, you'll know how to do it over and over and over again. You'll know how to build. You'll be an architect. You know what I mean? Mm. You won't just be the, you won't be the bitch that they give in the brick and they got you laying somebody else's brick. You won't be that girl. You will be the architect. You can design how many, however many careers you want. You can design that shit however you want it to be. Well, on that note, Pastor Red, I want to thank you. <laughs> <laughs> motivational speaking right no you really should like that's why i'm I, and i hope you don't get offended by it because i'm i think i might end up just calling you pastor red i don't i don't get offended by it at all no it's it's all love because there, there's a there's a there is a a wise um um air about you and i just appreciate appreciate you sharing that with us so thank you so pastor <laughs> before we get out of here can you um can you share with the saints your social medias so that we can find you on the facebook and the googles and the instawebs <laughs> so yes my instagram is at red r-e-d-d 818 my studio instagram is at kr dance stl my facebook is anthony red williams um, you can Google me on all those. Um, you can Google. You can find all those things on Google too. So you just type them in; they'll all come up. Come on, pull them up on the, on the good Google. Okay. So you can pull them. You can, you can definitely Google me. <laughs> you can definitely, a bunch of stuff will come up. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> a bunch of stuff will come up. You can definitely do that. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm on the social. All right. Well, that's that's where to get red socials, y'all. <laughs> red, stick stick around with us just for a second so I can wrap up with the positive note, okay? Okay. All right, you guys. So that was another episode of Black Tea, the podcast. We want to go ahead and wrap up this episode with the positive note. 
for this very positive episode. Baby, and the positive I note, think this the most positive oh, it's been. It really, it really is. It really is. <laughs> child, we had the pet. I didn't even know we was going to be in church. <clears throat> the, I didn't even put my hat on. But the positive note, you guys, is if you got a dream, chase that bitch. And uh, in the words of uh, Mr. Pastor Red, uh, do the work. So, so that's it, you guys. Thank you all for coming in and for uh, sharing the space with us. This was another episode of Black Tea the Podcast. Claps, 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 claps. All right. Thank you, Red. That was oh great. My God. Thank y'all. It was so great. It was so Cause great. Because, baby, after teaching these kids, I thought I was going to be tired. And Pastor Red came with the energy. With the energy. So I, I appreciate it. social media culture and black business highlights check out black tea the podcast on instagram facebook youtube and wherever you get your podcast